As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene, was good? But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that gives a quick look at something that happened a long time ago, today. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today we're looking at the time when the fear of interracial socializing led one California town to outlaw the most popular music in the country. The day was June 3, 1956. The town of Santa Cruz, California issued a blanket ban on the performance of rock and roll at public gatherings. The decision was made by Police Chief Al Huntsman at the suggestion of one of his officers, Lieutenant Richard Overton. According to Overton, rock music and the dancing it inspired was, quote, detrimental to both the health and morals of our youth and community. In the days that followed, though, it became clear that the true target of the city's ban wasn't rock and roll so much as the black musicians who played it. The city's ban was prompted by a concert held on the evening of June 2nd. That Saturday night, about 200 teenagers packed the hall at the Santa Cruz Civic Auditorium to see an L.A. rock group called Chuck Higgins and the Mellotones. The band had scored a regional hit with their song Pachuco Hop, and kids from all over the area had turned out to see it live. We're a little late to make the dance ourselves, but here's a clip from the band's 1952 recording. Hey, 
The all-African-American band performed that evening for a racially integrated crowd of white, black, and Hispanic teens, many of whom had come to Santa Cruz from nearby Watsonville. The concert was scheduled to end at 1 a.m., but about 20 minutes after midnight, Lieutenant Richard Overton arrived at the venue and quickly decided he'd heard and seen enough. With the help of some other officers, Overton shut down the concert half an hour early and cleared the hall. In his official report, Overton was clear about the source of his displeasure. There had been no sign of alcohol or drug use, no roughhousing, no fighting. The problem, according to him, was that the music had, quote, excited the crowd to passion, leading some young couples to make highly suggestive, stimulating, and tantalizing motions. Apparently, the teen's dancing was so fiercely erotic that Overton, quote, feared the crowd might become uncontrollable. The police chief backed up Overton's decision, and the next day, rock and roll was declared off-limits for future dances. Not long after, wire services across the country picked up on the outrageous news about the California town that outlawed rock and roll. Suddenly, the police department was flooded with calls from out-of-town reporters dying to know more about the ban. Meanwhile, a backlash was brewing inside the town as well. Many teenagers picked up on the racial overtones of the city's response. Some high schoolers were so outraged by the ban that they organized a protest at the district attorney's office, while others wrote letters pushing back against the accepted narrative. One 16-year-old concertgoer named Arlene Freitas penned a letter to the Santa Cruz Sentinel in which she picked apart the paper's coverage of the concert. In an article on June 4th, the Sentinel had attributed the teen's dancing to, quote, the provocative rhythms of an all-Negro band. Freitas fired back at the article writer, saying, quote, that prejudice statement was uncalled for and untrue. Dancing of this sort occurred at the Halloween dance last year, where a white band played, but much less was made of that. I disagree with you about the destruction of the health and morals of our youth. If anything, it helps by eliminating prejudice between the two races. One last thing. Did the writer of the article use rubber ink? Because he sure did stretch the truth. Sadly, city authorities didn't take much notice of the teenagers' protests or the accusations of racism. In their minds, the negative national coverage of the ban was a much larger concern. Santa Cruz was mocked for its prudish stance on rock music, and officials began to worry that bad publicity might affect the city's bottom line. Located on Monterey Bay, just 70 or so miles south of San Francisco, Santa Cruz was, and still is, largely dependent on tourism. It was an ideal weekend getaway for teens and families, but with some newspapers now referring to the city as the lair of the square, that might not have stayed the case for long. And so, with the city's reputation and economy on the line, officials started backpedaling on the ban just three days after it was announced. On June 6th, city manager Robert Klein clarified that there was no city ban on harmless rock and roll dancing. Police chief Huntsman echoed the idea, saying, quote, We have nothing against rock and roll music. It's just what some people do while listening to it. 
This loosening of restrictions helped push the story off the national stage and out of the public's mind, but it did nothing to ease the racial tension that surrounded rock and roll music at the time. In fact, just the opposite. Ray Judah, the manager of Santa Cruz's Civic Auditorium, actually banned Chuck Higgins from ever playing the venue again. He also canceled a performance by Fats Domino the following month, claiming that the black musician drew, quote, a certain type of crowd that would not be compatible to this particular community. Later that summer, city council members doubled down on Judah's discriminatory practices. They passed a resolution that gave him the power to refuse any proposed event that he felt was unacceptable, including, quote, dances of immoral and suggestive character. The council's resolution didn't specify what made a dance immoral, but since they trusted Judah to make that judgment, we can probably guess what they had in mind. Santa Cruz's soft ban on rock and roll didn't last long, and even then, Ray Judah could only control who played at the Civic Auditorium. But the city wasn't alone in its opposition to rock music, or the lengths it went to to try and suppress it. Just two weeks after the ban in Santa Cruz, city councils in Asbury Park, New Jersey, and San Antonio, Texas, both enacted similar bans in the hopes of rooting out so-called undesirable elements. It's true that rock and roll will never die, but apparently thinly veiled racism won't either. I'm Gabe Lussier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can always send them my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Special thanks to guest producers Joey Pat and Casey Pegram, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again soon for another day in history class. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wooden! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. 
And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.